0: A pioneer of personal computing, Michael Dell launched Dell Technologies when he was just 19 years old with $1,000 in his pocket. Since then, he's revolutionized the tech industry, creating one of the most successful companies in the world while helping to put computers into millions of homes over the last 36 years. Today. Dell remains an important leader in both business and philanthropy, speaking out on issues around diversity in the workplace and raising money for pandemic relief. In this episode of Influencers, I speak with Michael Dell about the role of business in today's society and how Dell Technologies can better serve its customers after COVID-19. Hello, everyone. I'm Andy Serwer, and welcome to Influencers. Welcome to our guest, Michael Dell, the chairman and CEO of Dell Technologies. Michael, so great to see you.
1: Great to be with you, Andy.
0: So, so much to talk about, a lot going on. Um, Let me start and ask you about George Floyd. And um, Dell released a statement condemning the killing of George Floyd. And acknowledging that more work needed to be done in this country to address racial inequality. What steps is, is the company taking Michael and, and what about you personally?
1: Well, uh, you know first of all l- 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 let me just say uh, you know it was a, it was a very sad thing to, to watch you know uh, as you as, uh, a man was murdered; his life was taken away, and and that, that's not something you'll you'll ever forget. Um, look, I think I think you know uh, companies play a really big role here. You know, when when people uh, don't feel that they have opportunities um, and they're they're left out, I think you know that's that's obviously problematic. It's also an opportunity for for companies. So. Uh, you know, we have for a long time embraced diversity you know, in, inside our company, uh, not saying we're, we're perfect at it, but I think we've created the conditions for success. And, um, you know, in, a, in, a, in a, a bit of a silver lining, I think, um, you know, this has opened up the conversation in a new way. And uh, you know, a- a allowed us to uh, ha- have even a, a-, a more in-depth, um, you know, uh, dialogue and-, and understanding, and hopefully more progress. And um, you know, uh, we I think can uh, you know lead by example in creating an inclusive culture and creating the support that. You know our, our our team members need. Um, and uh, ultimately I'll, I'll, I'll just say I'm not real optimistic that um, that that you know that government forces are going to uh, drive the change here. I think it's going to be up to companies to create the conditions and 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 the opportunities uh, for for success for uh, the, the the communities that have not had them, and and uh, you know that's that's what that's what we're trying to do.
0: And you have some work to do at your own company. Um, you might uh, acknowledge, Michael, because you don't have a tremendous number of African American executives in the C-suite or on the board. Um, is this something you need to? You think you guys need to address?
1: Yes, and and you know we we've set. Pretty ambitious goals for ourselves uh, you know we every 10 years we lay out uh, a set of ambitious goals uh, and we just did that uh, you know with our with our you know 20 2030 goals you know we had our uh, uh, you know, almost a decade ago our 2020 legacy of good and now we've laid out you know a set of moonshot goals So, you know, our our goals for 2030, 25% of our workforce um, will be uh, Black and African-American and Hispanic and uh, Latino minorities, Uh, 50% of our global workforce uh, and 40% of our people leaders uh, will be women. Um, And, uh, you know, we've also set uh, big goals for our green initiative, and you and I have talked about that in the past, you know, for every product a customer buys, we'll reuse or recycle an equivalent product. 100% of our packaging will be made from recycled and renewable materials. And we don't actually know how to do all these things, uh, but that's sort of the point. And if I go back a decade ago, when we set the 2020 goals. We didn't know how to do all of those either but we actually achieved a significant majority of them. So, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, those are, those are the aspirations that we've set for ourselves.
0: Right. And, um, and then just about the tech industry writ large with, you know, say yourself and Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, it's a lot of white guys at the top and people have criticized the business for being a white male bastion. Um, more work to be done generally, and and I think the 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 line has been well. There's just not enough candidates, but it's more than than that, right? It's maybe not trying hard enough by the industry overall. Yeah, i I think it.
1: I think it's multifactorial. Um, you know, uh, and and and. and we've got a role to play for sure. Um, And while there's been some progress, as you said, collectively, you know, it's, it's not enough. And, um, look, I, 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 I think also we can look across lots of organizations and, uh, it's, it's not clear that anybody has, has, uh, really broken through and, um, you know, uh, it, it 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 remains work to be done for for everyone, and I would just say you know the uh, you know recent um, uh, incidents have have kind of redoubled our resolve around the goals that 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 we've had, and and uh, I, you know again in in a, in a positive way I think um, opened up the conversation and and. Um, you know, hopefully that will lead to positive change uh, for communities of color.
0: Switching over to coronavirus, um, so what impact has the coronavirus outbreak had on on the tech sector? I mean, this is a big question. And and how have companies responded generally? It's just sort of been a big reset, right?
1: Yeah, look, I think... um, I think it has uh, highlighted first of all how much business activity has been able to be continued uh, during this period I mean if you think about the uh, technological improvements you know in networks and computing power uh, that have occurred in the last decade or so, uh, think how much uh, you know, uh, devastation there would have been uh, to, you know, both the, the economy, to education, to the social uh, support systems that we have if we didn't have these technologies. Um, I also think there's been a, an acceleration of digital transformation. You know, what would have taken months, uh, you know, is, is now happening uh, much faster and, you um, you know, I think I think uh, that there's also uh, you know uh, a, a, some human impact here. You know, I think there's some new uh, empathy, and you know, organizations are are interacting with with, with new ways, uh, you know, in, in in new ways with with all their teams. I think we're we're we got a kind of glimpse of the future, right? <laughs> and uh, we're not going to go back to the way you know, to, to to the ways that we used to work and, you know, fortunately our company had enabled flexible uh, work environments uh, starting about a decade ago and um, I think, uh, you know, a lot of this is gonna, 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 going to stay with us and uh, it, it just emphasizes the importance of some of the big investments that need to be made in five G, and uh, you know uh, there, there there's there's kind of uh, you know companies that that are that are digitally enabled and you know kind of digitally uh, forward thinking and and capable, um, and those are the ones that are that are more prepared.
0: How do you see the economy? Opening up and our society opening up. How do you think that's going to play out into the summer and into the fall and into 2021, Michael?
1: You know, I think if you'd asked me a month or so ago, I would have said uh, it's going to be slow and gradual. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm feeling a little more optimistic now. Uh, having seen some of the reopenings and they seem to be going reasonably well. I think for many uh, workers, you know, if you're in a work environment where you don't have to go to the office, people aren't rushing back to the office. You know, the interesting thing about this this virus is, is uh, you know, one can assume that uh, at the end, whatever that is, uh, you know, the case count is 7.4 billion. In other words, e- everyone will either get the virus or they will get a vaccine. And uh, we, we just don't know when that is. Uh, but it's also becoming clear that, you know, it has a uh, disparate impact on, uh, you know, uh, uh, certain populations. And, and, and so that has to be... Um, Accounted for as we think about, you know, re- restarting the economy. Uh, but, um, you yeah, I'm 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 pretty encouraged with what I'm seeing about about the restart. I mean, I think there are issues of, of and and again, how do we protect the the vulnerable populations? Uh, but you know, here he, you know here in Texas, for example, uh, there there has not been um the the uh it, it has not been a a horrible uh public health care outcome, and i think uh there there's there's still uh kind of cautious steps being taken in the reopening
0: yeah unfortunately it's all become politicized to a degree right and,
1: and yeah unfortunately unfortunately i think everything gets gets politicized so Uh, that, that, that is, that is sad to see.
0: Yeah, it's hard to say, you know, I think, I mean, I guess you could argue that President Trump was, was right in some instances, maybe wasn't right in other instances. In other words, I think that geographies are critically important. Denser places, you know, probably required a different response from less dense places, for instance, right?
1: Well, we, we've certainly learned a lot you know uh, now here in june versus what we knew in in march right in terms of how the virus spreads who is most vulnerable to it and you know, uh, many, you know how best to treat it etc so um, and and of course you know the other exciting thing is we have an enormous effort going on in the healthcare system uh, with therapeutics and monoclonal antibodies and vaccines, and so you know, I would never underestimate uh, human ingenuity and, and progress uh, to 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 you know to go out there and 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 address this. And so, you know, I'll I'll, I'll remain my optimistic self.
0: So let's switch over to Dell a little bit, Michael. The Company seems to be doing pretty well. You surprised the street um, in the latest quarter. Stocks up what forty four percent since the uh, low point in March. What's going on? So look, you know, we created
1: an incredible uh, business with the combination of Dell and EMC and VMware and Pivotal and you know Dell Technologies. Uh, is, is doing well. We have continued to gain share in all of our major businesses. And as you said, uh, during our first quarter, it was a, it was a you know, very solid quarter. We beat uh, the uh, you know, analyst estimates for uh, revenue, for profit, for earnings per share. Uh, you know, our uh, non-GAAP op-inc was $2.2 billion dollars and uh, we materially outperformed our competitors in terms of growth in every major product category. So, and, and and that's actually not a new thing. It's been going on for a couple of years now. So customers have appreciated, uh, you know, the capabilities that we have and our team executed very strongly. And uh, look, I think our supply chain performed incredibly well. Um, you know we have a distributed manufacturing and logistics network and we were able to operate well you know in spite of the, 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 the challenges that were out there. Uh, certainly there you know was strong demand for things like work from home solutions. Uh, but also, you know, we grew faster than the industry in the data center and, you know, VMware continues to do very well in helping, uh, you know, customers, um, you know, prepare their their organizations for their digital futures.
0: And what's the split right now? Talk to us about the company in terms of um, public and private or B2C and B2B is what I'm saying, I guess. What percentage of the company is B2C versus B2B and and what is the future strategy for the B two C part of the business, the consumer part of the business?
1: So, uh, you know, the 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 B two C part is probably the part that people see the most, but it's actually uh, the smallest part of the business. So, uh, you know, it's it's in the in the uh, you know kind of. Uh, uh, 12 13 14 percent range of revenues depending on the quarter uh, but we're, we're mostly a b2b company But um, well, look we've got you know a strong consumer business we've got alienware you know XPS notebooks are doing very well and uh, you know the, 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 the online business you know uh, is growing our, our online visits uh, in, in April. Dell Technologies.com and Dell.com, you know, we're up 77% and 28%. Uh, But the the real epicenter of the company is in the data center and, uh, you know, with large companies building out their multi-cloud platforms and dealing with the enormous uh, increase in the amount of data. I mean... uh, Somebody once said that you know data is the new oil. Well, kind of but not exactly, in, in the sense that you know, the, the, as far as I know, there's a, a finite amount of oil on planet Earth, but with data, uh, it's not finite at all. In fact, you know, it just it continues to increase. And the real challenge of our time for companies is to figure out and all organizations, governments, et cetera, is, how do we use all this data to improve whatever it is we're trying to do, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, with with more everything in the world becoming intelligent and connected, with the 5G coming around the corner, and then you have AI and machine learning, all these technologies come together to create... An incredible opportunity for organizations. And that requires lots of new capabilities, infrastructure, and that's really what Dell Technologies provides.
0: Yeah. So you're telling me, Michael, that hey, Dell's a cloud company, which is a pretty hot space to be in, and it's a good place to be in. So can can you explain a little bit more, though, exactly what you're selling and providing for companies then? I mean, what what is the actual business for for in layman's terms?
1: Yeah, so if you think about, uh, you know, some of our customers, you know, if, if you went down the list of the uh, 25 biggest banks in the world, that pretty much all our customers. And so how is it, you know, you know what, what is it that a bank does? Well, one of the things it does is it, it you know, has incredible amounts of, of data. It has to secure it. It has to process that. And how does it do that? Well, it it, it requires applications, it requires infrastructure. Uh, you know, one of the big themes is how do you automate all of that so you don't have lots of people running around. And technologies like virtualization and uh, you know are, are are incredibly important there. So we 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 are really the essential infrastructure company with. Hardware and software uh, that enables companies to build that infrastructure that is the, the platform for how they how they deliver their businesses. And, and look, I think, you know, the other interesting thing that's occurred in the last, I would say, five years or so is that the domain of technology has uh you know, really changed. It used to be that technology was in the IT department, right? Uh, but now if you go to, you know, uh, uh, almost any company, you say, what is the role of technology? Well, it's really involved in the entire business. And, uh, you know, the business line executives, the chief executive are all thinking about technology and data and how they can use uh Data to make their product and service better, and of course they need infrastructure to to be able to do that. So we're we're number one in um, you know all the major categories of hardware, software, infrastructure, uh, cloud infrastructure to help organizations you know as as they build out their digital future.
0: So who are your biggest competitors in? Is it AWS, Google? How does that work?
1: Yeah, you know, they're, they're, our our industry is sort of characterized, as you know, by a kind of co So, one of the things that organizations have have realized is that you know it's not really the the public cloud or the private cloud; it's is both, right? And so you hear terms like private, like 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 hybrid cloud and multi-cloud, and. Uh, What organizations have figured out is it's really dependent on the workload. And certain workloads, you might use a software as a service provider, some you might have on premise, some you might have in a public cloud, some you might have with a colo, some you might have on the edge, which is starting to grow quite fast. And you you wanna move them all around and back and forth. And depending on the type of workload, uh, there's going to be a right place for it, and, and so we collaborate and, and compete with, you know, uh, lots of lots of companies in in in, in the industry. Uh, but you know, we're 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 also fortunate to be serving, uh, you know, essentially all the Fortune 500.
0: And what is the vision for the initiative about?
1: So, uh, you know, that is, that is really about, uh, you know, how we can use our, our uh, business uh, to, you know, drive uh, social impact. And, you know, we, we, we've set some moonshot goals for the next decade. You can find them on our, on our, on our website. But they're around diversity and inclusion. They're, in va- they're around environmental Inability. Uh, these are not really new things for us, uh, you know. As 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 you know from our prior conversations, we have, uh, you know, always kind of kind of set a, a pretty high standard for ourselves, and so we're 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 doing it again with with these goals. And um, you know, it, it challenges our people to think differently, and. Uh, you know, it, it, as it relates to to the environment, look. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's easy to say, well, what are the rules? We'll comply with those, right? <laughs> uh, but you know, the, the 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 rule makers are sort of dealing with the rearview mirror, and uh, instead, we like to take a proactive approach and say, well, what's really possible here? And how can we reimagine what we're doing um, and at the same time, uh, have a very positive uh, impact on the environment and uh, bring our customers increased savings. And what we found time and time again is is our engineers, we've got 20,000 engineers and scientists, actually become quite motivated and inspired by the challenge Uh, to to, to be able to work on these things. And so, um, you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, maybe at one point, it was uh, a nice thing to do. Uh, I think it's no longer the case that it's, it's, uh, you know, it's really required uh, for a responsible business to, 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 to do these things.
0: Let's switch and talk a little bit about philanthropy. You've set up the Michael and Susan Dell Foundation, given, what, $1.7 billion uh, over the years. What have you focused on?
1: We really focused on children in urban poverty. And, you know, that really gets into education, healthcare, care, uh, economic uh, stability and, and, and opportunities. And, and uh you know that's been the prior very data driven approach a results driven approach. Um, and uh, there you go, that's 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 been that's been our area of focus.
0: A hundred million dollars uh, for coronavirus relief. Um, what have you done there specifically, Michael?
1: Yeah, so you know, as as we saw you know, the effects of of uh, COVID 19, it was becoming clear to us that the economic fallout uh, from the virus was pretty significant to the communities that our foundation has served for decades now, and so uh, we did dedicate 100 million dollars specifically to this. Um, 20 million to the, uh, you know, the the therapeutics accelerator that was launched by the Gates Foundation, the Wellcome Trust, and and Mastercard, to help uh, identify and accelerate the development of, uh, you know, therapeutics and and vaccines. The other 80 million dollars, uh, you know, is around. Supporting the healthcare systems and increased medical capacity, uh, you know, helping to sustain the vital work that our nonprofit partners and social enterprises, uh, you know, provide um, at a time when their efforts will be needed even even more. Uh, we're focused on the education system and helping schools adapt uh, as they. Uh, you know, deal with this and and look forward to the new school year ahead. And uh, finally, you know, initiatives around stabilizing small businesses, micro entrepreneurs, and gig workers whose livelihoods are are uh, you know important to our communities and in, in the overall economy. And you know, one one of the things we did uh, here in in Texas, uh, there's there's no longer a PPE shortage. And and one of our Dell supply chain executives um, uh, took a leave of absence, went to go work for the state of Texas, the state. uh, You know, and he 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 immediately helped the state. You know, uh, procure a bunch of uh, PPE, Uh, but he he ran into a problem, and that was that um, a lot of the suppliers uh, wouldn't accept the state's. Terms of of a uh, business, and so anyway, our foundation set up a mechanism that uh, you know put the risk on the foundation, and uh, you know help help the state uh, make sure it had access to the, 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 the right uh, you know uh, you know quantity of uh, PPE, and um, you know avoided avoided problems there.
0: Coronavirus could exacerbate the economic uh, divide between uh, the haves and the have-nots in our society in terms of education, just in terms of Wi-Fi and virtual education. Right? Is that something that concerns you?
1: It is. I mean, I think there is a a kind of um, digital inequality that we have to all think about. You know, in in the sense that. You know, uh, if there are populations that don't have access to uh, the the digital opportunities and, and the tools and the capabilities, uh, you know, it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be a lot harder, and and as not just here in the United States, but obviously around the world, um, uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a big it's a big challenge.
0: And last question, Michael, you and I have known each other for a number of decades now. And so I'm wondering if you've considered much the narrative arc of your career. You know, you were this wunderkind with this PC startup, grew like crazy, growth slowed the private period and coming back and, you know, had a renaissance, not unlike Apple, maybe even, but because maybe it's more b2b it's a little bit less visible to the public and you know you're I, I would imagine you don't consider yourself done by any means so so what does this all mean to michael dell
1: well I- you know I, first of all, I feel very fortunate and grateful to have had the opportunities I've had. It, 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 as you said, it, it, I've kind of had many lives uh, you know start, starting out in my in, in my dorm room at the University of Texas, which I can actually see out the window here. Uh, and uh, you know, starting starting a business, uh, growing it to be, uh, you know, ninety-two billion-dollar business. You know, being involved in philanthropy, being an investor, buying back my company. Uh, you know, taking it public again. Uh, you know, setting up an, an, an investment firm and a, and a foundation. Uh, so, look, it's it's been a lot of fun, and, and it continues to be fun. And it, 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 as you said, I'm I'm. Uh, um I'm 55 so I've still still got still got lots of of uh, fun ahead and and look I I continue to be an optimist about the positive role that technology plays in our future even, even as uh there are forces out there that would uh you know seek to create division and and uh uh controversy and and strife uh I, I, you know I I I continue to be optimistic that that uh, uh, technology uh, will will play a great and positive role in in, in our future. And um, you know, our our company has has been fortunate to to be able to help many many with that uh, over the last thirty six years, and look forward to doing that for a long time to come.
0: Yes, indeed. Much more to come from Michael Dell. Michael Dell, CEO of Dell Technologies. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Andy. You've been watching Influencers. This is Andy Serwer. We'll see you next time.